0: Hi everyone. Welcome to People Keeping Promises, the art of building culture, a podcast created for the team at Reed's Heritage Homes and Sherwood Homes, where we are passionate about creating a positive, welcoming and motivational corporate culture so that we can provide the best experience for our homeowners. I'm your host, Jennifer Muller, and I'm so excited to get this ball rolling. Hi everyone and welcome back to another podcast episode. Today I am so excited to be chatting with Carrie and Carrie is our digital marketing strategist. She works in the marketing department and I work very closely with Carrie, so I'm so excited to have you on to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. I'm really excited to be here. Yay, I can't <laughs> wait. Okay, this is going to be great. First of all, I would love if you could explain what a digital marketing strategist does. Certainly.
1: Um as a digital marketing strategist, I uh, basically take care of our entire online presence. So that encompasses the website, our social media channels, mostly Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, as well as any Google ads or Facebook and
0: Instagram advertising presence that we have. Yes. Amazing. And what else are you taking care of in terms of our team? Uh, For those of you who are not familiar with Carrie's work, she is also a graphic designer, which is like an incredible asset to have on our team, I can tell you.
1: Yeah, it's really fun. So um, my background is actually initially in graphic design. That's how I started out. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's a great asset to have uh, with the digital marketing role because it helps in creating any kind of images or graphics or videos that we use as content on social media or on the website or also within our Google and Facebook ads as well.
0: Yeah. And I can't even tell you, we work with a- agencies all the time in marketing. And I have said this to you, Carrie, a number of times. Having you on our team as a graphic designer it is life-changing, I swear, because there have been so many times where I would say, hey, can we, we need a new sign here. Uh, can you whip it up? And she's like, yep, of course, in 10 minutes I have exactly what I asked for. Like it's, I don't understand how uh, it gets so convoluted sometimes working with, I think it's probably just based on the nature of the situation when you're working with an outside agency. Of course, there's like a physical distance and a barrier and then interpretation and all of those things in terms of communication that may get lost along the way but the benefit of having you literally right there is like amazing
1: oh thank you for saying that yeah and you know I've always I've always worked in-house graphic design jobs and that's always the case everyone always says how convenient it is because we are right there we're close to the brand and you know you and I communicate frequently so I can kind of understand your vision more easily when we're speaking yes Um, and it's just a lot faster that way and more convenient
0: yes it's the best I love it yeah it's amazing okay so Uh, you also worked you've worked in this industry uh, in terms of marketing for a long long time but in a very different industry itself and you worked for a restaurant for a really long time so what did that look like and what sorts of things did you see that were uh, sort of you know a huge departure from your role uh, within the industry in in the restaurant versus what similarities you can sort of carry over and translate into this role.
1: Yeah so before I started here I worked in the restaurant industry um, for close to a decade and I worked for a chain of restaurants so it was a Canadian franchise chain um, where I was um, distributing marketing campaigns uh, both digital and in print across the Canada-wide chain of restaurants. Um, So it was similar in the sense that you know there's typically a formula that's standard across any type of marketing role, where you want to identify the brand and have that brand consistency across the board. You want to have a consistent call to action, and you know you want to make sure that um, it's coming across to your customers uh, right. the same way that you would see it. You know, we talk a lot in our marketing department that we look at things all the time, so we understand it a certain way, but is it right. actually communicable to the public the exact yes. same way? Right? Yeah. So. Uh, there's there those same basic principles. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's also very different in the sense that you know your marketing. Uh, food and meals and a different type of experience than in home building as well. Right.
0: right. Yes. But I feel like that element that we hear all the time about communication, that is just ever apparent, right? To make sure that that information is clearly communicated and sort of making sure that you're getting what you want from the people that you're marketing to, if that makes sense. Like right. we, it's almost uh, like we, you, in marketing, you're, you're telling people really almost what to think and what to feel when you're preparing these campaigns. So some of that I'm sure carries over, but it's entirely different when it's something that maybe people would either consume or purchase on a regular basis versus, you know, a purchase like a home that is much more infrequent, right?
1: Definitely, definitely. And that's one of the things that I love so much about the role in the industry is just, You know, creating something that's going to kind of shape the way someone interprets it or shape the way someone is thinking. Yeah. Um, And just understanding how people interpret and interact with different things. I find so fascinating. And it's
0: almost like it's almost like a a long game, right? Like we're playing this game where people are going to be potentially entering into the uh, into the market or maybe are interested in buying. And so we're getting at the, them at the beginning of that life cycle. So it's it's a much longer uh, lead time, but you get the opportunity to sort of develop those things and sort of build on all of those campaigns that you maybe started initially. And then ho- hopefully people are sort of receiving that information and then you build upon that to, to, to convert them into a sale, right?
1: Right, right, exactly. It's yeah. that whole uh, check it, track it, and adjust it yeah. type of <laughs> <laughs> principle that I always slip by
0: oh my gosh okay so on that note uh you are very intentional and specific so it's funny to me when I think of you and your role and sort of what you bring to the table because you are very creative and you've got mm-hmm. a really great eye for design and then you're also really analytical and you've got a really good understanding of our analytics, which are super important for us to be able to track and pivot and you know, monitor and change accordingly. So right. what does that look like shifting from one side of your brain, I guess, to another where you're focusing on these creative elements, but also understanding what that, um, how those sort of materialize and what we can pull and, and take and use from that information?
1: Yeah, so I mean it's uh it's kind of fun actually and I'm not going to lie I think um I've always been more of a creative type of mindset yeah. um more creative and abstract type of mindset and so being very analytical and data oriented is takes more work for me it's more of a challenge but it is also in a way it's fun because it's kind of like creative problem-solving right because when you're looking at the digital ads when you're looking at campaign results you're kind of just like interpreting the data and seeing it and then you're finding creative ways to make it work in your favor right So, you know what are we gonna do with the copy is this because of the copy let's change the copy in a certain way right so um, it's kind of just seeing the results of your work and then adjusting it to to create new results and seeing what happens right So, um, and that's one of the things I mentioned before that I love about our work too, is that it it never gets dull or boring, right? It's different all the time, especially in the age of technology that we're in, things are changing so fast and there's always a new way of
0: interpreting the analytics or the data. Oh, for sure. I know. I don't know how you stay on top of all of that. We have this discussion frequently because as you mentioned, things change so quickly, like. (laughs) <laughs> overnight, I swear, <laughs> in terms of how um, Google and Facebook operates. And I it sounds silly, but it really is a big part of your role to make sure that you're on top of those trends. So what sorts of things do you do to prepare yourself uh, in terms of market research, let's say, as it relates to you in your field? Uh, are there any things that you um, like to gravitate towards or um, like to do to make sure that you're on top of the trends, both From a creative perspective and the trends that way in social media, but also just based on uh, the trends and the changes in the actual, you know, meat and potatoes of what you're doing as as your role uh, develops.
1: Yeah, so uh, LinkedIn is really big for me. I I watch LinkedIn a lot because I follow a lot of other digital marketing gurus and strategists and things and so they post best practices or new things and then um, I also do weekly calls with a Google rep because mm-hmm. we run so many Google ad campaigns for our yeah. communities that the reps will call me to just go over campaigns and how we can optimize them so they'll give me little tips and insights there. Yeah. Um, and then I also subscribe to some newsletters, HubSpot is a big one for yeah. social media um, and I do my best to stay on top of it. Yeah, but there's it's changing so much. There's a lot of information. So I mean, we're always yeah. we're always working together too. The team is really yeah. good with staying on top of social media as well. Yes. So I get a lot of help from the rest of our
0: marketing team as well. Oh, for sure, it is yeah. a challenge. Absolutely. So, what are the elements? Uh, do you have any? You know, as a marketer, do you have any uh, preference? print versus digital marketing? Do you like one more than the other? Now we're in a market, I would say, uh, you know, in our real estate market where we are reverting back to our more traditional uh, marketing initiatives that we know sort of have stood the test of time, uh, that we know uh, will help us perform and, and help as an information campaign, I would say initially in marketing. So do you have anything that you love about one versus the other? Or do you like the merriment between the two? What does that look like for you?
1: I think I have to say I like the merriment between the two. I do love the digital piece, like digital ads and digital creative, mostly because you can change it really easily. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's always that pressure when we're getting stuff done really quickly quickly did we make a typo is there a mistake should we have said something different yeah right so um it kind of relieves some of that pressure when you're doing the digital stuff and you can also change it and adjust it as quickly as possible but I, I don't want to date myself, but um, <laughs> as a graphic designer, when I started out, it was mostly print media and print materials and brochures and posters and signage and things like that. So um, I do have a love for the print pieces as yes. well. And there's there's something to be said about creating something and then seeing it going up on a massive 20-foot billboard. It yes. Just, feels like you've really accomplished something. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And it's also really interesting now, like almost as a social experiment to see what, what people's um, what their attention spans are, right? Like I think you've got an opportunity when you're doing something that's print and it's permanent and, you know, and then there's a lot of risk, like you say, in terms of accuracy of information, but also just at the speed of which our changes occur in our industry and in this, in this company, you know, things change on a dime and we may pivot. And so it is nice to be able to have that flexibility and modify things on the fly. Um, But it's, it's a very different idea or concept when you have like a really 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 short window of time to capture someone's attention
1: right digitally right right? definitely
0: But you do a very good job of it.
1: Oh, thank you, Jennifer.
0: (laughs) It's always very eye-catching. If you haven't seen our billboard uh, for Modal at Maine, go check it out at uh, Maine and Franklin because you will not miss it. That's for sure. It's a beautifully created um, billboard. I'm really happy about that one. It's a big one. Yeah, (laughs) it's huge. You you really can't miss it. Okay, so uh, backing up a little bit. Tell me a little bit about what you wanted to do when you were young and when you thought about what you were going to do when you were older. Does this line up with what you thought or how has your career trajectory uh, gone for you up until this point?
1: Uh, you know, I when I think back, I feel like it sort of worked out for me because I, when I was young, I never had a specific goal, like I want to be a doctor or something like that. I never had yeah. that, but I was always very artsy and crafty I was always making things I always had a sketchbook I was painting and and I always said I wanted to make things or be an artist or do something creative right so um then when it came time to university I took some courses in psychology sociology um but I really wanted to get working Mm -hmm. like I just found that um working was just more for me than spending a lot of time in school so I took a graphic design and advertising program because I thought you know that's then I can be creative but you know in a couple years I can be out in the field and working so that's what I took in school and then that's how I started as a graphic designer and then as I got working I just gained more and more experience on the marketing side as well um I, I think uh I started off as a graphic designer and then I went into a marketing coordinator role where I was also designing a lot of the brochures and posters and things like that for the brand at the time and then from there my marketing knowledge just grew yeah. from there and I ended up where I am now. So yeah. um so it's great because you know taking psychology and sociology courses kind of does play into that of course. whole marketing piece when it comes yeah. to strategizing a little bit yeah. um and then married with the creativity it's kind of the perfect mix for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but you really do uh, a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie, uh, your skill set is quite vast, and you will facilitate a lot of stuff for us uh, internally, which is amazing and super helpful. But it, uh, I mean, obviously all under that umbrella of marketing and so on, but it really is uh, amazing to me all of the areas that you focus in on and do so well at. And another one of those is logo creation. And I said this earlier with one that I, we've talked about a lot, but really, truly, I want to know what it feels like for you when you see that brand come to life, because you are the one, you know, we will often just say to you, we've got a mid-rise building in this location and we need a name. Go. <laughs> and then you come back with such thoughtful, creative, specific, and intentional designs. And you go probably further than anyone I've seen uh, in that development of that logo and the brand because you present it to us and you'll say, This is why I've done it. This is where the name came from. This is the thought process. This is why. Like it, it's really a whole story. So, what is it like for you when you see those brands come to life? It's awesome.
1: Honestly, it's fun to see it go to print, and it's fun to see the rest of the team kind of take it yes. and put it into um, an e-blast or a brochure or something like that, Yeah, because I get to kind of see how other people are interpreting it and yeah. working with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's really fun, because it starts off as, it usually starts off literally with a doodle in my notebook. Oh my I. my I have a very strange process where I just kind of scribble and doodle, and then I move it to Google, and I do some Google searches to get some ideas and things yeah. like that, and then I put it into um, an illustrator program and draw it out. So um, so it's really fun to watch it go kind of from that to then how the rest of the team interprets yeah. it. And I'm always so nervous when I'm sending it over to you oh. guys, because I'm always, I'm, I'm always just kind of like, oh my gosh, how are they going to see it? What are they going to think? Because yeah. no one else is in my head the same way. But um, but it's always awesome to see it yes. come to fruition. It's right? public- probably
0: one of my favorite things that we yeah. go through because like poet and part even last year when I was on maternity leave I was still involved and I Jenna would send them to me or you would send them to me and so I was at home receiving all this information and that was also really interesting because when I I feel like I'm also uh, on the receiving end differently like you mentioned with other people on the team because mm-hmm. when you do it now I am sort of kind of privy I can hear little nuggets when you're talking about where you're going with uh, certain ideas and the direction um, but when I was at home last year it was like I Got an email and then I opened it up and I thought, oh my god! Like here's here's the whole vision of the community and I think it's amazing. Like I think my favorite example most recently, you'll know, is August uh, in Port Elgin. I am just in love with that brand. I think it's amazing and uh, I know that other members of our team obviously feel the same. And it was so amazing, like you were saying. Tara, even, for example, when she saw the branding, she was like, I know exactly what the amenity building is going to look like. I know what elements I want to integrate into the design of the mid-rise. Like, I know what this is going to happen. So it's like from one little spark comes this whole life. It's amazing right yeah it's so fun yeah yeah it really is it's really neat because that really sets the tone for what our purchasers are going to feel a lot of it is that emotion right so um tell me more about that like do you think about that when you are designing the logos or does that just sort of come as it builds out and as the other assets of the marketing collateral sort of develop too
1: yeah, definitely. It does. I think it sort of evolves naturally, but I always have a moment where I kind of check it because I always want to know, you know, what kind of style are we going for? What kind of demographic? What kind yeah. of feeling do we want? And then I'm very cognizant of, you know, curvy lines versus straight lines, dark colors versus light colors, and those types of things, just yes. to kind of bring forward the feeling that yeah. we want to have. Um, so, but then that's part of it because sometimes all have a completely. I'll have one completely wash of a feeling over something, but then when I'm sending it out to other people, I have no idea how other people are going to react to it, right? So, um, but I think that's a great thing with our team is we all just kind of, we jive so well
0: together as well um, that I've always had great feedback from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fun process. I love being involved with that. Okay. So do you have any, uh, moving on a little bit, do you have an aphorism that you'd like to share with our team? This is also one of my favorite parts of the podcast because (laughs) I love hearing what people's, um, their perspective in this uh, area. So do you have anything you want to share? Um, Yeah so just speaking about how you know in
1: marketing we do many different types of things Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a quote that I've always sort of lived by Um, it's a quote by Sarah Bernhardt and it's it's by spending oneself that one becomes rich Um, so I interpret that as kind of like trying new things Mm -hmm. and life experience and doing different things is how you become rich in life and I've always been the type of person to want to do a lot of different things like traveling and different experiences and things like that. And that's why I do think that, you know, this type of role is a good fit for me because um, it's ever changing and there's new things
0: happening. um, And there's always something new to learn as well, right? Oh, I love that. And you have. You lived in Toronto for a long time. I know you've traveled a lot. You speak different languages. You've got a lot going on. But all of those things contribute to your perspective and all of the creativity, I think think it's really important for that to come through too right
1: right yeah so many different things are very
0: inspiring as well yeah yeah and when you have that mindset I feel like you almost just absorb it and when it needs to come out it'll come out (laughs) when you're designing something (laughs) which is really cool um okay that's amazing uh do you have any podcast recommendations I forgot to ask that earlier
1: uh there is one that I like to listen to I don't listen to a ton of different podcasts um but there is one it's called creative pep talk. Oh. And I like to listen to it while I'm working sometimes okay. and they they interview different people in different types of creative fields. So they yeah. have musicians, they have oh, artists, cool. they have other graphic designers art Ooh. directors, things like that. And they just, you know, they interview them about different roadblocks and different challenges they've had in their career. And I, I just find it very inspiring.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's
1: so much you can learn from it, I find, and just yeah. how people overcome different things and how they get inspired different ways yes. and just different
0: projects that they're proud of. Yeah. Oh, that's so, a really cool one. I love that yeah. aspect of creativity uh, and that arts mindset, because like you say, it doesn't matter what the discipline is, those types of principles will carry on regardless once you're in that creative mindset Mm -hmm. no matter what it is if it doesn't apply to you the principle might so it's kind of cool that's a good one i should check that out
1: yeah, it is a good one. Cool. Yeah, I can send it to you. Oh, amazing.
0: Thank <laughs> you very much. Okay, well, thank you so much for the chat, Carrie. I really appreciate it. It was lovely uh, having this discussion, and I'm so glad that everyone else from the team will get to hear from you if they haven't already. Uh, I know they hear from you a lot digitally, but it's nice to hear your voice, I'm sure, for some people, because you're a digital marketing strategist. It's like all online, so yeah, <laughs> I love that you have the chance to do that. So thank you so much for the chat. I really appreciate it. Thank you so
1: much, Jennifer.
0: Okay, everyone. Have a great
1: day. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. Stay tuned for the Monday motivation from Stephanie. The month of July includes the celebration of self-care day, which is something we all tend to put on the back burner,
1: especially with all of life's other responsibilities. So today's Monday wellness tip is simple. Drink more water. Well, it sounds simple, but is it? Anyone who knows me knows I do not like drinking water. It is my least favorite thing to do when it comes to healthy choices. But drinking more water during the day can help you feel more energized. It's essential for body health because it delivers oxygen to the body, improves skin health, and helps to avoid joint pain. So I googled, help, I need to drink more water. Or in my case, I just simply need to drink water. Some of the tips from the experts were, set a goal for yourself and make a point of achieving it. Make drinking water more fun by infusing it with fruit, cucumbers, or fresh mint. Get a special bottle for your desk. And lastly, ask a work friend to be your water buddy. So, I'm sending out an SOS. Anyone wanna partner up? Happy drinking, team.
0: And then it'll just be weird and you wouldn't want to, yeah, do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yay. Yay. Okay. I'm so excited. Um, I'll get into the podcasty voice and then we'll start. Okay. Okay? Sounds good. And what about my intro? Should I do something different? No. There's no other way to put it, I think, other than welcome back. I said tuning in last time. That was new.
1: Oh, you could say tuning in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought it was a good little.
1: (laughs) Live from the basement.
0: Ooh, I like (laughs) that. <laughs> and I want to. We should put in our radio ad from P poet in Perth. We should. That would be so funny. We, should, we talked about yes. that earlier about doing um, some ads, being like, "This podcast was brought to you by." We should poet in Perth. We should do that. Available now in Stratford. I think that's a great idea. Okay, I like it. Okay, ready to roll. I'm Let's ready. Do